0: The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. In
1: the Northern Hemisphere, it's starting to get a bit cooler. It is autumn, after all. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app today is thursday october 5th 2023 thursday of the 26th week in ordinary time in the missile it's liturgical year a cycle one thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the rosary and today is the optional memorial of blessed francis Xavier silos born in 1819 in germany Upon learning of the charism and missionary activity of the Redemptorists, he decided to join and go to North America. He arrived in the United States in 1843, entered the Redemptorist novitiate, completed his theological studies, and was ordained in 1844. He began his pastoral ministry in Pittsburgh. There he remained nine years working closely with St. John Newman. He returned to Baltimore, later being transferred to Cumberland, then Annapolis. He was considered an expert confessor, watchful and prudent spiritual director, and a pastor always joyfully available and attentive to the needs of the poor and the abandoned. From 1863 to 66, he became a full-time itinerant missionary preacher. He preached in English and German in Connecticut, Illinois, Michigan, Missouri, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island and Wisconsin. He was named pastor of the Church of St. Mary of the Assumption in New Orleans, where he died of the yellow fever epidemic in 1867 at the age of 48 years. Blessed Francis Xavier Silos, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, inspire my thoughts, words, and actions, and accompany them with your aid so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for the Church that she may adopt listening and dialogue as a lifestyle on every level and allow herself to be guided by the Holy Spirit towards the peripheries of the world. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus.
2: My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask pardon for my sins and the grace to make these moments of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guiding angel, intercede for me. It might be something of a surprise but i actually find today's gospel almost shocking let me explain i was brought up on a house a few kilometers outside a small city we were nearby the beach and also nearby a fairly decent sized mountain when i was a teenager my friends and i would occasionally go to the mountain we would go up there for a day maybe go for a weekend or on special occasions we'd go there even for a week But of course, we had all the training to do it. We were educated from about 14 years old and all the equipment that you needed to have and the precautions that you needed to take. So we would go there to spend a few days and with all the gear, not that we always needed it, but you knew that it was always there just in case. We knew we didn't want to end up being one of those people who ended up in the opposite situation where they didn't have the gear and they needed it because habitually on that mountain... It ended badly. So what, you might think, does this have to do with today's gospel? It's the gospel where Jesus appoints 72 others and sends them out ahead of him in pairs. Now, just imagine the scene if you would. These disciples have seen the great miracles. They have seen the multiplication of the loaves and fishes. They have seen demons cast out. Their encounter with Jesus has probably changed their lives. They've realized they have forgiveness of sins, that they are called by God. But at the same time, they don't fully understand who this Jesus figure is. They just know that he has what they want and they're following him. All of a sudden, Jesus one day calls the crowd together, picks out 72 of them and says to them, now you are going to go with my message ahead of me. I mean, that must have been a huge honor at the time must have been something almost quite inconceivable to think that, what, I'm the one who's going to take your message. But then perhaps even more crazy is what comes next, because, sure, Jesus tells them why they're going. He says, the harvest is rich, but the laborers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers to his harvest. That makes sense. But then he says, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Well, that doesn't sound so good. I mean, these disciples have seen all the miracles. They've seen even the impossible happen before their eyes. And then Jesus, the one in whom they hope, tells them, I'm sending you out like lambs before wolves. First thing, it starts to sound kind of crazy. But then he tells them, carry no purse, carry no haversack, no sandals, salute no one on the road. Now you think anyone's going to carry the minimum, the bare necessities for a journey. That's where my mountain experience comes in. And you say, well, look, You're not necessarily going to need everything but you need to know you're going to be safe. And here's Jesus telling them absolutely the opposite. Look, everything that you would normally take on a journey, don't take it. Leave it behind. In fact, don't even think about taking it because I'm commanding you not to do so. Now, the natural response from that would be to look at him and say, but Jesus, what, what are you saying? Are you serious? You want me to go out like a lamb before wolves? You want me to go out like a lamb before wolves, and without even the minimum necessary equipment? But of course, in context, what is it that Jesus is trying to communicate to those disciples, and at the same time trying to communicate to us? He's telling us, depend on me, not on human means. To put it in a modern day context, he's telling us, don't expect fruit because you invest in multi-million dollar advertising campaigns. That's not what I want, he says. Depend on me. It's not the money you have. It's not the equipment you bring. It's not even the efficacy of your words. Depend on me. Jesus, I certainly have to tell you, that's a lesson I find very hard to learn because everything in my culture, everything in our culture really tells me, take care of yourself. Now, I mean, obviously my is not telling me that about spiritual things, but But even though it's only talking about material things, that mentality carries over to my spiritual life as well. It happens for all of us, I think. It leads us to think even about our spiritual life in material terms, that we need to take care of ourselves. We need to make sure that we have everything that we need. And yet you, Lord, you're telling us something different. You're just telling us, depend on me. Putting ourselves alongside Jesus Christ like that, we learn what it is to trust. And trust involves risk. Jesus is telling us these things for exactly the same reasons that he said them to the disciples when he sent them out. He wants us to learn to trust. But trust is difficult because it means relinquishing control. It means not trying to ensure that we have everything taken care of ourselves. Trust, in the end, involves risk, even when God is concerned. But the flip side is that when we trust, when we risk on what someone else tells us, we grow in faith in that person, humanly and spiritually. The more we trust God, the more we risk everything on Him, the more we grow in faith in Him, the more we grow close to Him, the more we love Him. I saw a very human version of this once when years ago I was on a camp with some young boys. There are a group of children around about 8, nine, ten years old with their fathers, and then another group of Older boys, 16, 17, 18 years old, who were helping to run activities. Well, we were there, and one of these young fellows, about eight years old, was hesitating before undertaking a challenge. To be honest, I don't even remember what the challenge was. It was something like jumping off a platform into the water. And his older brother was there, about 16 years old, encouraging him to go ahead. The little boy was nervous. He wasn't sure. The water looked very deep. He looked very high up. And I will never forget the look on this boy's face when he turned around, turned and looked up at his older brother with a smile that at the same time expressed fear and trust and said to him, I'm just not sure. The look on that boy's face expressed everything you could hope for for a relationship between a younger and an older brother. Smile, hope, expectation, the need of assurance. And what did the older boy say? Just go for it. The young fellow did, and he loved having done it. That's what trust gives us. Trust leads us to be daring. It leads us to do things, to do things that we ordinarily wouldn't even consider, to do things that humanly might seem impossible. And having done them, we gain the experience of having achieved it, whatever it is. And that's exactly it. Think about it. What would those 72 disciples have felt when they returned? They must have been absolutely elated at what they saw happen before their eyes. And they would have known, by the mere fact of not having taken anything themselves, by the mere fact of having done everything on trust, that it came from God himself. That it wasn't merely that they had achieved something, but that God had done it through them. Well, Jesus, we desperately want that experience too. It's not just that we want to experience having done stuff, but talking to you now, we tell you we want to have the experience of having done things with you and through you. We want to be able to return like those 72 disciples, overjoyed with what has been done through us, by you. But you more than anyone else know that we're still learning to trust you. And that, for all the things that happen in our lives, whatever it happens to be, In the spiritual realm, many times that might be something to do with apostolate, or it might be something to do with our own interior life. It might mean daring to go on a retreat. It might mean daring to confront or overcome a sin that is confronting us. But we do it all with trust in God, and it's precisely that trust that gives us the daring to go ahead. As we finish our prayer, we can turn again to the Blessed Virgin Mary and ask her to fill us with that daring. She knows more than anyone else, everything that God wants to give us, everything that he wants to undertake in our lives. And we ask her help to follow with trust, with faith, with daring, so that God can bring it to fruition. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this time of prayer. I ask your assistance in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guiding Angel,
1: intercede for me. And, of course, you'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. This liturgical day begins in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday, October 5th, 2023— I'm Paul Sadek, and we begin our day of prayer joining with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will proclaim your praise.
3: Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth, and all nations learn your saving help. Come Come into into the the Lord's presence, presence, singing for for joy.
4: Let the peoples praise you, O God, Let all the peoples praise you. Come
3: Come into into the the Lord's presence, presence, singing for joy. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples. You guide the nations on earth. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy.
4: Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples
3: praise you. Come Come into into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God our God has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing till the ends of the earth revere him. Come Come into into the the Lord's presence, presence, singing for joy.
4: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit As as it
3: was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy.
5: Our Savior, we will praise you forever. Lord,
6: Lord, you are are our Savior, Savior. we We will will praise you forever. forever. We heard with our own ears, O God. Our fathers have told us the story of the things you did in their days, you, yourself, in days long ago.
7: To plant them, you uprooted the nations. To let them spread, you laid peoples low. No sword of their own won the land. No arm of their own brought them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face. For you loved
6: them. It is you, my king, my God, who granted victories to Jacob. Through you we beat down our foes. In your name we trampled our aggressors.
7: For it was not in my bow that I trusted, nor yet was I saved by my sword. It was you who saved us from our foes. It was you who put our foes to shame. All day long our boast was in God, and we praised your name without ceasing.
6: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit
7: as, as there it was, was in the beginning,
6: beginning is, is now, now
8: and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen.
5: Lord,
6: Lord you we are our Savior. Savior. We will praise you
8: forever.
5: Spare us, O oh Lord. Do not bring your own people into contempt. Spare us, O oh Lord. Do not bring your own people into contempt.
7: Yet now you have rejected us, disgraced us. You no longer go forth with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe, and our enemies plunder us at will.
6: You make us like sheep for the slaughter, and scatter us among the nations. You sell your own people for nothing, and make no profit by the sale.
7: You make us the taunt of our neighbors, the laughingstock of all who are near. Among them nations, you make us a byword. Among the peoples, a thing of derision.
6: All day long, my disgrace is before me. My face is covered with shame at the voice of the taunter, the scoffer, at the sight of the foe and avenger.
7: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. as it it was was in the the beginning,
6: beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever.
8: Amen.
7: Spare us, us, O Lord. Lord. Do Do not bring bring your own people people into contempt.
5: Rise up, O Lord, and save us, for you are merciful.
6: Rise up, O
5: Lord, and save us,
6: for you you are are merciful.
7: This befell us, though we had not forgotten you, though we had not been false to your covenant, though we had not withdrawn our hearts, though our feet had not strayed from your path, yet you have crushed us in a place of sorrows and covered us with the shadow of death.
6: Had we forgotten the name of our God? or stretched out our hands to another god? Would not God have found this out, he who knows the secrets of the heart? It is for you we face death all day long and are counted as sheep for the slaughter.
7: Awake, O Lord. Why do you sleep? Arise, Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our oppression and misery?
6: For we are brought down low to the dust. Our body lies prostrate on the earth. Stand up and come to our help. Redeem us because of your love.
7: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. as it was in in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, rise up and come to our aid. With your strong arm, lead us to freedom, as you mightily delivered our forefathers. Since you are the King who knows the secrets of our hearts, fill them with the light of truth.
5: Rise Rise up, O Lord, Lord, and save save us. for For you are are merciful.
7: merciful. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. From the letter of the Apostle Paul to the Philippians. My brothers, rejoice in the Lord. I find writing you these things no burden, and for you it is a safeguard. Be aware of unbelieving dogs. Watch out for workers of evil. Be on guard against those who mutilate. It is we who are the circumcision, who worship in the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus rather than putting our trust in the flesh. Though I can be confident even there. If anyone thinks he has a right to put his trust in external evidence, all the more can I. I was circumcised on the eighth day, being of the stock of Israel and the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrew origins. In legal observance, I was a Pharisee and so zealous that I persecuted the church. I was above reproach when it came to justice based on the law. But those things I used to consider gain, I have now reapprised as loss in the light of Christ. I have come to rate all as loss in the light of the surpassing knowledge of my Lord Jesus Christ. For his sake, I have forfeited everything. I have accounted all else rubbish so that Christ may be my wealth and I may be in him, not having any justice of my own based on observance of the law. The justice I possess is that which comes through faith In Christ, it has its origin in God and is based on faith. I wish to know Christ and the power flowing from His resurrection, likewise to know how to share in His sufferings by being formed in the pattern of His death. Thus do I hope that I may arrive at resurrection from the dead. It is not that I have reached it yet or have already finished my course, but I am racing to grasp the prize if possible, since I have been grasped by Christ Jesus. Brothers, I do not think of myself as having reached the finish line. I give no thought to what lies beyond, but to push on to what is ahead. My entire attention is on the finish line as I run toward the prize to which God calls me. Life on high in Christ Jesus. All of us who are spiritually mature must have this attitude. If you see it another way, God will clarify the difficulty for you. It is important that we continue on our course no matter what stage we have reached. The Word of the Lord I have counted all things worthless so that I might gain Christ. I I wish wish to know know Christ
0: and and the power of His His resurrection resurrection,
7: and and to to be be one with Him in His sufferings. We believe that if we die with Christ, We shall also live with him. I I wish to know know Christ and the power of his his resurrection resurrection,
0: and and to to be one with him in his sufferings. A reading from a letter to the Philippians by St. Polycarp, Bishop and Martyr. I am sure that you are well grounded in the Scriptures and nothing of their message escapes you. I, however, have not been so fortunate. As these same scriptures put it, be angry and do not sin, and do not let the sun set on your anger. Blessed is the man who bears this in mind, as I am sure you do. May God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Eternal High Priest Himself, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, build you up in faith and in truth and in great gentleness. May you never know anger, but be patient, long-suffering, persevering, and chaste. May he grant you a place among his saints, and may he give the same to us along with you, as well as to all on earth who put their faith in our Lord Jesus Christ and in his Father, who has raised him from the dead. Keep all the saints in your prayers. Pray, too, for our rulers, for our leaders, and for all those in power, even for those who persecute and hate you and for those who are enemies of the cross. In this way, your good works will be seen by all men, and you will be perfected in him. Both you and Ignatius have written me to ask whether anyone going to Syria will deliver your letter as well as ours. If the opportunity offers itself, I will do it. If I cannot, I will send a representative. As you request, we have returned to you the letters Ignatius sent us, and as many other letters as we had. They are being enclosed with this letter. You will derive great benefit from them, for they are full of faith and patience, and great edification in all that refers to our Lord. Send us any certain information you may possess about Ignatius and his companions. I am sending this letter to you by Crescens, whom I commended to you when I was present, and do so again. He has lived blamelessly among us, as I am sure he will among you. When his sister comes to you, she too will come with our commendation. May you find protection in our Lord Jesus Christ, and may his grace be with all who are yours. Amen.
7: May the God of peace give you all that is good so that you may do his will. May he accomplish in you all that is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ. May he give to all of you a heart to worship him and to do his will.
0: May May he accomplish accomplish
8: in in you
7: all
0: all that that is pleasing
7: pleasing to him through through Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. Father, you show your almighty power in your mercy and forgiveness. Continue to fill us with your gifts of love. Help us to hurry toward the eternal life you promise and come to share in the joys of your kingdom. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen.
8: Amen.
1: The Lord observes that there's plenty of work to be done, so He sends 70 more out. Today's Gospel is coming up in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday, October 5th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord sends 70 disciples out two by two and tells them the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. It's from the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Luke.
3: After this, the Lord appointed 70 others, and sent them on ahead of him, two
2: by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to come.
9: The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and salute no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace shall rest upon him. But if not, it shall return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it shall be more tolerable on that day for Sodom than for that town.
1: This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find daily and Sunday mass readings on the relevant radio app. Well, it seems like it should be a given, but if you're following Christ, you should be happy about it. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5 Ordinary Time. Alongside our charity, we have to also show the world our joy. This is the joy the Lord promised us at the Last Supper. It springs from our effort to put aside personal worries and enter into friendship with God. Joy is essential to the apostolate, who will be attracted by a sad and negative critic or a gloomy complainer. The apostolic fruitfulness of the first Christians was the result in good part of their joy at being the heralds of the good news. They were the messengers of the one who had brought salvation to the world. They shone forth as a happy people in the midst of a world in anguish. Their happiness spread abroad their faith in Christ. It was a special gift that they shared in their families and among their friends at every moment since it was their very reason for living. Christian joy has a solid foundation in the reality of divine filiation. This is the recognition that one is a son or daughter of God at all times. As Chesterton suggests, it is joy not because we are in the right place, but because we are in the wrong place. We were lost, but someone has found us and is leading us home. It is joy not because we are all right. We are not, but because someone can put us right. Christian joy comes from facing up to the one really sad fact of life, which is sin. Encountering it with a joyful fact that is even realer and stronger than sin God's love and mercy. Let us ask ourselves whether we reflect Christian joy in our ordinary life. We have so many reasons for being happy the wonder of our divine filiation, the comfort of divine mercy, the knowledge that we are on the road to heaven, the joy of being able to receive communion so often. The first step toward bringing others to the way of Christ is for them to see you happy and serene, sure in your advance towards God. In combination with the joy and charity of Christ, we have to be able to express the truths of the faith which will make others happy. Only convinced Christians have any chance of convincing others. Half-convinced Christians won't even half-convince anybody. They won't convince at all. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance.
8: Lord, make haste to help me.
7: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
4: touch our lives with love we pray may your holy spirit
7: up your mighty power, Lord, come to our aid. Stir Stir up up your your mighty mighty power, power, Lord, Lord. come come to to our our
6: aid. O Shepherd of Israel, hear us. You who lead Joseph's flock, shine forth from your cherubim throne upon Ephraim, Benjamin, Manasseh. O Lord, rouse up your might. O Lord, come to our help.
7: God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us and we shall be saved.
6: Lord God of hosts, how long will you frown on your people's plea? You have fed them with tears for their bread, an abundance of tears for their drink. You have made us the taunt of our neighbors. Our enemies laugh us to scorn.
7: God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved.
6: You brought a vine out of Egypt. To plant it you drove out the nations. Before it you cleared the ground. It took root and spread through the land.
7: The mountains were covered with its shadow, the cedars of God with its boughs. It stretched out its branches to the sea, to the great river, It stretched out its shoots.
6: Then why have you broken down its walls? It is plucked by all who pass by. It is ravaged by the boar of the forest, devoured by the beasts of the field.
7: God of hosts, turn again, we implore. Look down from heaven and see. Visit this vine and protect it, the vine your right hand has planted. Men have burnt it with fire and destroyed it. May they perish at the frown of your face.
6: May your hand be on the man you have chosen, the man you have given your strength, and we shall never forsake you again. Give us life that we may call upon your name.
7: God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us and we shall be saved.
6: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning,
7: beginning, is now, now, and
6: and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, Eternal Shepherd, You so tend the vineyard You planted that now it extends its branches even to the farthest coast. Look down on Your church and come to us. Help us remain in your Son as branches on the vine that, planted firmly in your love, we may testify before the whole world to your great power working everywhere.
8: Stir Stir up up your your mighty mighty power, power, Lord. Lord, Come Come to to our our
6: aid. aid. The Lord has worked marvels for us make it known to the ends of the world.
8: The The Lord Lord has worked worked
7: marvels marvels for us, make make it it known known to the the ends of of the world. I give you thanks, O Lord, though you have been angry with me. Your anger has abated, and you have consoled me.
6: God indeed is my Savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength, And my courage is the Lord, and he has been my Savior.
7: With joy you will draw water at the fountain of salvation and say on that day, Give thanks to the Lord, acclaim his name. Among the nations make known his deeds. Proclaim how exalted is his name.
6: Sing praise to the Lord for his glorious achievement. Let this be known throughout all the earth.
7: Shout with exultation, O city of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel.
6: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit,
7: as it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. The The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the the ends of the world. Ring out your joy to God, our strength. Ring Ring out out your your joy joy to to God, God, our our strength.
6: strength. Ring out your joy to God, our strength. Shout in triumph to the God of Jacob.
7: Raise a song and sound the timbrel, the sweet-sounding harp and the lute. Blow the trumpet at the new moon when the moon is full on our feast.
6: For this is Israel's law a command of the God of Jacob. He imposed it as a rule on Joseph when he went out against the land of Egypt.
7: A voice I did not know said to me, I freed your shoulder from the burden, your hands were freed from the load. You called in distress and I saved you.
6: I answered concealed in the storm cloud. At the waters of Mirabah, I tested you. Listen, my people, to my warning. O Israel, if only you would heed.
7: Let there be no foreign god among you, no worship of an alien god. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you from the land of Egypt. Open wide your mouth, and I will fill it.
6: But my people did not heed my voice and Israel would not obey. So I left them in their stubbornness of heart to follow their own designs.
7: Oh, that my people would heed me, that Israel would walk in my ways. At once I would subdue their foes, turn my hand against their enemies.
6: The Lord's enemies would cringe at their feet, and their subjection would last forever But Israel I would feed with finest wheat and fill them with honey from the rock.
7: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever.
6: Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, open our mouths to proclaim your glory. Help us leave sin behind and to rejoice in professing your name. Bring Bring out out your your joy joy to God, God, our our strength.
7: A reading from the letter to the Romans. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of justice, peace, and the joy that is given by the Holy Spirit. Whoever serves Christ in this way pleases God and wins the esteem of men. Let us, then, make it our aim to work for peace and to strengthen one another. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. In the early hours of the morning I think of you, O Lord. In the the early hours hours of of the morning, morning, I think think of of you, O Lord. Lord. Always you are there to help me. I I think think of of you, you, O Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. In In the
6: the early hours hours of of the morning, I think of you, O Lord.
5: Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins.
6: As
5: it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins.
7: Let us pray. Blessed be God, our Father, who protects His children and never spurns their prayers. Let us humbly implore Him. Enlighten us, Lord. Enlighten Enlighten us, us, Lord. We thank you, Lord for enlightening us through your Son.
5: Fill us with his light throughout the day. Enlighten Enlighten us, Lord. Lord.
7: Let your wisdom lead us today, Lord,
5: that we may walk in the newness of life. Enlighten Enlighten us, Lord.
7: Lord. May we bear hardships with courage for your name's sake
5: and be generous in serving you. Enlighten 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 us, Lord.
7: Lord. Direct our thoughts, feelings, and actions this day
5: Help us to follow your providential guidance. Enlighten
7: us, Lord. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us.
8: Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed
4: be thy name.
5: Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on On earth as it it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And And forgive forgive us our our trespasses, trespasses, as as we forgive forgive those who trespass against us. us.
6: And And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, true light, and source of all light, listen to our morning prayer. Turn our thoughts to what is holy, and may we ever live in the light of your love.
1: Time to get up off your knees and greet the new day. Morning Air with John and Glenn is coming up in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on, and then Patrick Conley with The Inner Life. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the Relevant Radio app. You go out now, make this
0: a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org.